This is lovely because I don't sound like a man. Yes. I'm the young one. I just want to say that again. I'm the one who got the sexy voice. That's me. <laughs> I do not want the sexy voice. Sexy voice for me is a whole different story. Um, That's actually. nasty. <laughs> See? I'm just saying. Come on. Right. Welcome to All Up In Your Business Podcast, a place where two opinionated siblings come together to discuss black mental health issues in a raw, honest, and in-your-face manner. I'm Lovely. And I'm Light. Come with us as we explore black mental health highs, lows, and what the who do the eyes, ears, and mind of two siblings who are recovering every day, or at least trying to. Sit back and be prepared to shake your head, laugh, cry, and scream. Right. Let's begin the journey. Hi, this is Lovely. And this is your boy, Light. Welcome to All Up In Your Business Podcast. And tonight we will be joined by... The Art Mecca. My name's Moses. I'm Jada M. And I'm Cajun. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And um, we have a special co-host joining us tonight as well. I'm Jay. There we go, Jay. Just <laughs> Jay. <laughs> so... Tonight's episode is called Family Matters. Uh, we titled this Family Matters because Moses, I gotta get used to that. <laughs> uh, Moses uh, is my nephew, and uh, he and I have some, some very, some things in common, um, but I watched him grow up, and he's starting on a venture. Uh, that actually, I was gonna say starting on a venture, it's a venture he started, what, you say, how many years ago? Four years ago now. Four years ago? Yes. So he started this four years ago, and it's about to take full bloom. Uh, it's going to have a big impact on the city of Baltimore and the surrounding areas. Uh, and we wanted to have them here because uh, we're going to highlight those positive things that's not only happening in uh, the Baltimore community. We want to highlight those things that we believe is going to have an impact on people's uh, mental health and well-being. And so when you get to get an opportunity to see some young people doing some big things. You celebrate. That's right. And that's what we're doing here tonight. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So I just want to start off by saying thank you guys so much for joining us and um, coming on this adventure with us. I know that it can be intimidating when somebody says, we're going to send you interview questions and we want to know your <laughs> life. Um, <laughs> because usually as you move through life, you don't think of, you're not thinking about exactly what you're doing. You're just trying to get to the next section of it you know you're like okay what do i have to do today to make sure that this business is viable exactly. to make sure that i'm viable and to make sure that what i'm doing has a lineage it has a long legacy because i'm sure you're not trying to start this so that a year from now you can start something new it's like a baby and you're trying to make sure that you know as you raise it it becomes something super wonderful so i think we have like we have some questions but we really just want your energy and to know what you your personality that yeah what, to know what, what you have to offer to everyone what we what we've read about you all what what uh, uh i think we prepped and talked two weeks ago and moses and i had the opportunity to sit down and while we were sitting down and talking uh what he did was he shared with me the vision uh and the mission statement and some of the interview questions that you all were asking the different individuals who are going to be becoming a part of the art mecca so we want you to get into that, and we want to hear your personalities. This is a this is the time for you to uh, not be be your social media presence. How about that? Be your social media presence. So um, that's it. 
we should be able to get started. We, we should be able to hear what they have to say, right? Yes, and we'll be right back. There you go. And we're back. Oh, you tried to catch me. That was pretty good. <laughs> <That's the same. laughs> That's it. You didn't say anything funny. It's okay. I was being smart. That's what I did. Oh, Jesus. Both ways, right? Okay. Here we go. All right, good people. Welcome back. Please. Go ahead. You're a mess. So once again, uh, we're, we're, we're here being joined by the Art Mecca. Uh, so we want to thank Moses, Jada, and Cajun. Jada M and Cajun. Jada M. <laughs> Not Jada Kiss. <laughs> Jada M. And um, Mrs. J. And Mrs. J. Double X Studio. There it is. Here we go. <laughs> so uh, talk to us a little bit about what inspired you uh, to start the Art Mecca. What, in, what, what, what was the origin of the Art Mecca? Well, um, what started the Art Mecca is um, when I first got out of high school, I was a little worried about where I wanted to go, what direction I wanted to take and everything as far as if I wanted to go to school or if I wanted to, you know, branch off and do my own thing. Um, I was under pressure of going to college because mm -hmm. a lot of peers of mine did go to college mm -hmm. and everything, but I knew that I, me personally, wouldn't, I'm not going to say I wouldn't succeed, but at the end of the day, that's not something that, that wasn't in the plans for you. Right? Yeah, that's that not wasn't it wouldn't have allowed you to flourish and become who you want yes, to be. there you go. So um, I always had a, a plan in the back of my mind that I wanted to do something for people. Mm -hmm. I always wanted to provide and, you know, be something more than the statistics out here just just everybody want to get money and do this and do that like I don't I don't want to do that I want to give back to the community I want to you know provide space opportunity you know just different things for people to you know express themselves and become what they want to become because it's not a lot of opportunity out here in Baltimore so when I got the opportunity to you know well, when I got the vision to do so, mm -hmm. I had to ground myself. Um, I uh, graduated high school. Right when I graduated high school, um, my uncle actually, before we were, before I graduated high school, my uncle actually hit me up and gave me a job opportunity at John Hopkins, which was a experience for me <laughs> but at the same time it definitely put me in a position to do what I wanted to do as far as the money mm -hmm. aspect um, I was able to financially um, sustain, yourself. sustain myself within mm -hmm. my business and everything that I wanted to do it gave me the opportunity to pay this person pay that person and it kind of like built me into the person I am today and the man that I am today. Gave you some structure. Yes, definitely. Mm -hmm. So let me ask, you said you talked about coming from high school and realizing, so when you realized that college wasn't what you wanted to do in that moment and this vision was placed on your heart, where did the seeds for the vision of, the vision of building a studio or building uh, the art mecca and what you're going to be doing in the art mecca 
where did that come from? That that the 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 art and the, the helping of the artists. Where did that start? Well, I always been into art. I always had a passion for you know artists. I love paintings. I mm -hmm. love you know going to you know fashion shows, models. I love dance. Mm -hmm. I love photography. I actually wanted to be a photographer when I was younger. Um, if you check out my Instagram, a lot of people tell me, like, I love the structure of your Instagram. You're not like you're just posting pictures. It's actually like uh, it's if a you story. Go, yes, is, is it actually, like that, Jay? Mm -hmm. yeah, okay. is it like that? <laughs> okay, right I don't now. just post pictures of myself. And that's, that's something that's a, a little different from me. So I've always been into art. I've always been, to me, I've always been different. Mm -hmm. um, growing up, I had a I had a different I had a lot of different life experiences experiences as far as growing up because I had the you know growing up in a poverty and then I had growing up you know in where your parents were successful exactly mm -hmm. um, I actually was raised in the city off of Green Mountain North Avenue um, after a couple of years I think I was about two or three years old. My grandmother had moved up into the Alameda area and my mom just kind of took me out of that space, mm -hmm. took me out of the, the, the norm. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people get stuck in those areas. And so when you say, so let me ask this, you say she took you out of the norm. What do you mean the norm? A lot of my, I want to say a lot of my younger cousins that I grew up with, mm -hmm. They're stuck in 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 a place where as though they they don't know anything different than you five know five block the five block radius that five mile yeah, radius. Exactly, I always talk about how exactly. people shop in the same exactly. area, they sleep in the same area, or your friends. And when you step out of that, it's like it's, I can't go there. It's very broadening, and it definitely brought in your horizon even when i take my cousins to places that i'm going now they be so shocked like oh my god like, like, like it exists it's normal to me and they're like yeah. like geez but isn't it wonderful that you're able to share new experiences with others and open their eyes and maybe give them a little bit of definitely. hope at the same time definitely so what what feeling when when you have those moments where you're actually opening their eyes what feeling what's happening on the inside of you what are you experiencing when, makes, when you see them experiencing something new it actually makes me feel good because actually if it, it, it makes me feel like I achieved something. It mm -hmm. makes me feel like I, I opened their eyes to something, to something that's more than what they're used to. Something that's more than what, you know, the ordinary. Like, you can't just live your life day by day just standing on a block. Mm -hmm. you, you know, you got to branch out. You got to do things. You got to, you know, go here and go there to experience different cultures, different environments yeah. everything in order to grow and become somebody Some, exactly. better than which you see you know because sometimes i think we we had this conversation i have friends whose grandmothers lived in poverty and then the mom might the child does a little bit better but she never moves and then the daughter does a little bit better but they never move they stay in the same exactly. place Exactly. And you'll see people who are driving like these super fancy cars and like everybody has coach and Fendi, like they're all great, exactly. but they're stuck mm -hmm. in the neighborhood because out of loyalty to the neighborhood. Right. Because I think really it's just fear of moving somewhere else and not fitting in when you come back. And a lot of, I, I really think that's a lot to do with, um, 
the system today. Like we were programmed to stay how we were and we were programmed to be how we were. Like black African Americans, we, we were programmed to to be you afraid know, in poverty. Yes. A poverty, scared, afraid. We were programmed to be just poor. Absolutely. And we'll so. be right back. <laughs> and we're back. That's her thing. If you ever listen to the podcast, and we're and she and, and we're back. And she said just like that. That's your name. And we're back. <laughs> like, <laughs> ask your question. Good people. There were a few things that we were talking about in the last before we went to break. And so, um, Moses, thank you for speaking on those. We're going to follow up with a few questions for you, but I want to bring in Miss Cajun. Hey, hey. There we go. And Jada M. Hey, y'all. So we want to talk to you because we talked to Anthony about his... Uh, Moses. Moses. You don't know who he is Set anyway. his people free. There you go. <laughs> Anywho, that's right. We, we wanted to, so we talked to Moses. That's, that's the goal. Right? <laughs> See? That's what I'm saying. We talked to Moses about uh, his, his, his background and upbringing. Tell us a little bit uh, about, we'll start with, you look like you're ready to speak. Yeah. She's she, she ready. She's, she's, leaning, she's leaning in, so it's like I'm ready for the conversation. So, so talk to us a little bit about your background and your upbringing. Uh, okay. All right. Well, my upbringing pretty much was kind of similar to introduce Moses. yourself. Excuse myself. Even uh, introduce yourself. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Don't, hey, don't, hey. don't worry. We, we're supposed to do this. That's the great part about podcasts. You make mistakes. You keep on going. Laugh. You want to listen to it. You be like, oh, that was fun. And then no big deal. All right. Hey, hey, y'all. I'm Cajun again. Um, so my childhood or my upbringing was pretty much similar to Moses. Uh, kind of growing up in poverty and really I had. Both of my parents were drug addicts. They met using drugs, and my mom was like using while she was pregnant with me. And um, I actually think that kind of made me who I am today, or it had a very huge impact on who I am today. And um, I feel like that, on top of the fact that my grandparent, well, my grandmother raised me, I didn't even say that, my grandmother raised me on top of like my mom being a drug addict. My father died when I was like 10 months, so I never even really met him. But um, so I was raised by my grandmother, and then I had found out later I had an older sister on my father's side, and he was she was the only child. So to find out that she had a little sister, and then it, it was like I was an angel child or something because my whole father's side didn't even know that I existed for some time, and by the time they found out, my father was already gone. Mm -hmm. So um, once I got involved with them, I feel like that kind of really changed my life for the better because my sister is like really strict on me like she's at Johns Hopkins right now got her masters in psychology like so she's really hard on me but she's also very understanding and then she's also a really big ear for me to talk mm -hmm. to and get somebody to pick my brain or to help me see things from a different standpoint or to understand stuff from a different point of view etc um and then pretty much I, I guess I want to say I'm still pretty much on that poverty line but I will say I'm grateful and I have a lot more than other people do. And um, my mom, she did get herself together. She is clean now. Very nice. She has her own house, own car, bought me my first car, et cetera. She's definitely doing way better now. Um, yeah, right now I'm just working with Moses. You living, girl. Yeah, I'm like, I'm doing so much better than what I was when I was younger. And I'm growing, I'm learning about myself and just life and in general. And I feel like that's like a highlight point. It's a beautiful just point. Just to be able to understand. And so, question. There's a couple of things that you said, because I, I want to ask Jada M. Go ahead, say what you got to say. Beyond working with me, she has her own business. 
um, venture she's she's just brought off to. She just graduated from Cortiva uh, Institute Skincare School. So yeah. I'm waiting to be take my license, my state board license test, so I can be a licensed esthetician. And I'm working on well, I already had products out like skincare products, so it's not just for your face; it's for your actual body, like your whole entire body. Um, Shout it out. Uh, iconic skin it stands for well, it was basically icon iconic in French like you know so I want to kind of focus on icons because I feel like a lot of people want to be like mm. Michael Jackson a lot of people want to be like Janet Jackson and etc and so I kind of wanted to put the highlight on them but I also wanted to bring in self love so too many shots because that I, I feel like to be like Michael Jackson <laughs> <laughs> we are not doing this today okay keep going well icons and then self love I kind that's my major thing with my skincare products I kind of want I don't know how I'm gonna get my my, my my product names to to line up with icons, but I do also want to use this this skincare beauty platform to help people understand their worth and to bring out their like their self love and people. Most people don't love themselves. They don't understand how important it is to love themselves. And I realized when I went through my little small portion of being depressed, what I had to do to get back to who I was, and even more of me that I didn't even know existed. Yeah, absolutely. So I just really want to touch on that in a lot of people's lives. So there you go, Kate. I want to hug her and squeeze her. That's that's one 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 beautiful. Love hearing that testimony. Um, I think one of the things, and and lovely knows this is something I like to add. Something that I always like to add. A piece of faith plays a big part of my life and who I am. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that people I think miss. And scripture says to love others as you love yourself. And I always tell people, I said, before you can love people right, you have to know, you have to love yourself. And so that loving of yourself, and it's something even difficult because Christians don't look at trying to practice it a particular way. But loving yourself has to start with understanding and being able to to go through some of the adversity that you all are talking about. So, but it's it's a question, Jada, because I'm going to come to you, Jada. But one of the things I want to ask is, as you all were defining, uh, you say you were raised in poverty. So when I hear poverty, I think I want to know what you're, I want to know what you mean when you say poverty. So can you give me a short answer, not the five minute answer, Moses, because Moses is ready to go. Your throat clear. To spit yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Your throat clear, Moses. So I want to hear how you define poverty, Cajun. Then you talk about how you define or what what poverty is like when you're talking about poverty, what that is, and then. We'll just transition to Jada. You tell us what poverty is from your perspective, and then we'll just talk. We'll go right into you telling us a little bit about your story. I can't. I'm sorry. Um, Moses? To me, property is, um, well, if we want to be honest and, you know, cut straight, dry from the throat and everything, private to me is poor. If you have to live on welfare, if you have to, you know, if you need government assistance, if you need... Um, I don't really consider middle class poverty. Poverty? Poverty, yes, I don't. <laughs> Privately or poverty? Poverty. Oh, there Sorry. you go. Is he saying privately? Okay, there we go. Poverty, don't worry, don't worry. But and no need to apologize. This is what we're supposed to do. That's we're my definition do. of private. Okay. Poverty. Cajun? Uh, I pretty much agree with Moses. I think poverty is basically being poor, not having access to certain means that or y'all gonna get a light side moment from this? I appreciate y'all. Though. Keep talking. Not having access, <laughs> not not having access to to certain means that is needed, like mm-hmm. even having breakfast in the morning before you go to school. Sometimes, like exactly. not having a washing machine or dryer, not being able to wash your clothes, or 
just not having access to She was bougie of, growing up. She had cable in all of the rooms in her house. But look, but the truth is, <laughs> that's how, but when I got older, but what I will tell you is that, what I said, I remember having, I was like not eight or nine, we were standing on North Avenue in line. I was dancing around on North Avenue, North and, um, and, is it Madison? Just dancing. We were in the welfare line waiting to get cheese. I was excited as shit. I'm like, we hope to get some good food and go home. <laughs> I didn't even know we because we didn't in our house, we we were in poverty, but we did not live like that. Yeah. Because it's that. a mental thing. Exactly. Because I see people who make way less than I do and enjoy life way more than I right. do sometimes. Exactly. You know, because sometimes when you are, you feel deprived, it's in your head. Right. Because if sometimes you can embrace what you have. However, if you are constantly watching people die, people strung out, you're in a house where the lights may be on or off, you're living in an unsafe environment, that makes you feel way more poor than you right. may exactly. actually be. You know exactly. what I mean? And it also can exactly. be the environment that you're in. Absolutely, yeah, because yeah, if you exactly. walk outside and what you have in your head exactly. is so different than what you see every day, right. and you become resentful of where you live, right. but also, like you said, but that's when you step outside of your comfort zone. You go 10 blocks out. Mm -hmm. You go 20 blocks out. When somebody say, do you want a bus trip? You get on a bus trip and go, because right. you're like, what's the worst can happen? I'm going to go back. I'm going to see something great. I'm going to come back home be right. like two weeks from now we're going back on the Greyhound we're going to drive somewhere <laughs> yeah. you know exactly. so Jada M yes. and so what I'm going to do and I want Miss J I know you're sitting over there <laughs> nice and quiet she's going to be a future potential employee working at Art Mecca like a candidate or something like that because she likes yes. art too so what I want to do is I'm going to have Jada M talk about poverty in her life but I'm, because you're sitting here I want you if you feel comfortable enough to talk about because your experiences are different. I want you to talk a little bit about as you're hearing their stories, how can you compare that to There you go. <laughs> there we go. Like we love and relief. <laughs> lovely. You so you got that? Because we're all so, lovely. And, and Jay, what I want you to do is just if you can, this as you're hearing their stories, when you think about poverty what do you think about because of your 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 experience growing up if you if you if you have something to say if you don't or if you you don't have to do anything but you know if you have something to say say it so jada talk to me what do you jada m jada m <laughs> We're using Jada Kiss. all the No, we will not call her Jada Kiss. She has way more. Her beauty, her most beautifulest thing. That's Keith Murray. Like, oh, no, that's God. Keith Murray. Way off. You messed that up. I'm way. trying to stop dropping the F bombs. I'm working on that, people. <laughs> Listen, bring what you bring to the table. That's the fire. Be, be you. That's the fire so was Jada. not what I was going to say. <laughs> Jada M. Jada M. I, I will get that right, Jada M. Correct me. And he spelled that wrong. That it's not right? a light bulb. No. No, it's not no, like no, Bud. No, no. Oh, it's like Bud Light. Yes, like Bud, bud Light. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he called me Bud Light. <laughs> bud Light. Bud Light. Okay. Appreciate you, Moses. Thanks for the love. <laughs> so, Jada. M. Jada M. Talk to me. What is, how, when you hear them talking about poverty. And what's your experience? Say, talk to us about. I want to answer the question about poverty. Mm -hmm. Then talk to me about her experience. So. You know, piggybacking off what each of you said, I, I definitely agree. Um, but I more so feel like it's where you come from. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody wasn't or didn't live um, 
at the low of low, lowest of low, but I do feel like everybody come from somewhere. That's right. And picking off of, um, piggybacking off of what Lovely, Lovely said, um, you know, I didn't grow up, you know, in the worst way. Um, I do believe I, I had a positive childhood. Um, and I do believe that church had a lot to do with it. Mm -hmm. I grew up in church and my main focus growing up has been the youth. Um, so why didn't you give me like an amen when I was talking <laughs> You know, I was, I was just ready. sitting, I, you know, crossing yeah. my hands. She said, you know what, you're right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't get a holiday. She gave it to you. She gave it to you. You're right. I just said amen. There you go. <laughs> but yes, that is my, my main focus. Um, so when Moses came to me about this vision, this idea, um, I thought it was amazing because um, right now being the youth leader, this right here is going to allow me to um, you know, kind of bring our youth into the church and things like that and, you know, just kind of get them to understand what art really is and, and how we can free ourselves and how we don't have to, like Moses said, be on the corners and things like that. So I definitely believe um, poverty could be something positive. Every, everybody comes from somewhere mm -hmm. and, you know, we all look back and, and look at how we're living now and I believe, you know, there's just steps in life. You have to take. Exactly. You have to take. Because I, 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 I was going to, what I would say is, I don't think, see, poverty to me is just what she was saying. I think poverty right. is more of a mindset. It is. And I think mm -hmm. that there are individuals in life, as I was growing up, I believe, see, I look at public assistance for what it should be. Public assistance is a means to an end, not a way, not a lifestyle. I think you're, you can define someone cho choosing to stay on public assistance for their right. entire life and make that a way of life, that's poverty. Not because they're receiving the funds, but it's poverty because they think this is the way I need to live. Mm -hmm. exactly. That's where it's wrong. Exactly. But if you're someone, because I, I remember the first time my mom came to me and I'm screwing up in school and we had a couple of podcasts ago I was talking about, I was good academically in school, but I had an attitude and a temperament where I, I would buck teachers. So I remember getting kicked out of school because I was stubborn. And my mom said, I need you to go back to school because if you're not in school, I can't receive the food. She was working, but she needed food. She needed food stamps and she needed that assistance to supplement what she was doing. And so because I, and when I, and it was so funny, I remember her coming to me saying, I need you to go to school so that I can receive this assistance. And I was like, no, I don't. And I'm thinking, did similar you wake to what up? Similar did to, you wake up though? But, but similar to what he said, my thought was, I was like, I'll go, I, was, I said, I'm going to not know the school. I went back to school. I wouldn't be where I'm like. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> but I would have but up no, the Thursday. note was I didn't want. I I was thinking like, food stamps made you poor, and I didn't want to be viewed that way. Mm. And so when she looked at me and no tears in her eyes, but she just looked and like, son, I need you to do this. I went. I did what I had to do because I understood she wasn't asking me to do this for any other reason besides this is going to help our family continue Surviving. doing what we're yeah, doing. Exactly. And so it wasn't a way of life. It was a it was a need. need. And when yeah. it's a need, it's different. And that's what the public assistance is there for. So I don't consider that poverty. Mm -hmm. I consider it poverty when all you want is to live off the government and exactly. not think that you can do better for yourself. I think mm -hmm. you've trapped yourself in your mind and you've, you've put up these walls where you are now bound to those five blocks. So you're bound to think, with somebody else's restrictions, like no, 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 no. And to clarify myself, that's not what I meant. Also, I, 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 I definitely I understand, understand where you're coming from with that because it is kind of different when you have to be on it than mm. rather you 
choose. Because right. there are people. There are people who, people there are people who choose. Way. There are people. You. Yes. We. I grew up in the Greenmount West yeah. community too. I know. There. They, there were people who chose right. to be in that system, mm-hmm. and and I think sometimes the choice was because they knew no different. They right. knew nothing right. outside right. of that. So even even if I considered them poor because they chose it, when you don't, when your options are limited, or when you don't realize. If I just go here instead of staying here, my eyes would be open. Driving, I working when I left East Baltimore to work in St. Agnes, I remember being on a bus coming through Southwest Baltimore, realizing this is the first time I ever saw poor white people. Because on TV they weren't showing poor right. white people. They so when I'm dri- when I'm driving through Southwest really Baltimore, I'm thinking to myself yeah, like, I have never seen poor white people before. Right. And then you start realizing the crime and the th- it wasn't just a black thing. Because when I watched local news, right. I didn't see crime and stuff. And every time I did see crime somewhere, it was someone black doing it. So, but once I moved there and after I got there and started working in this hospital, I'm like, oh wow. I mean, it, it just opened. That, it, that was the broadening horizon experience for me. So, but also remember, there are a lot of rich people who are poor as well, exactly. because it's all in what you do with what you have, and you have a lot of people who have money, but they're rich. They're not wealthy. You know, they're smart. They're not wise. And how right. you spend your money and how you decide, you know, if you're not investing your money into something that's going to sustain you for a long period, because we hear about all these athletes and, you know, all these rappers, you see them all the time and they have all this money and they're flashing it around and doing all these things that make them happy, I'm sure, at the moment. But then four years from now, they're doing like a Popeye's chicken commercial trying to make sure they can make it because they've now wasted but, all their money. But I want you to do this, though, because it's not, and I know this is for black mental health, but there are also lawyers, doctors, and other individuals who are not an athlete who are doing get, the who, same thing. But commit suicide I, and I, things I, I because agree. their mental health is there. Ms. Okay. J, how are you? I'm good. So, and I'm not going to force you into the conversation. But as we're talking about poverty, you grew up, Jay is, Jay is my, for those who are listening, I got to call her, I want to call her, I called her Jasmine Hart, she shot me down. But Jay is <laughs> my, middle doc, my middle child, my, my middle child, my special flowers, I like to call her. Um, so growing up, the way you grew up, as you're hearing these stories about poverty, do you think, do you agree, disagree, or what's your, what are your thoughts on what makes a person poor or what makes you feel good about yourself? Because you heard Cajun's story, you heard Jada's story. You, yeah, you did have time. It's daddy's fault that they don't go to church no more. <laughs> you gotta come to my church now. There you go. <laughs> but um, anyhow, but talk a little bit, babe. Um, talk talk to us about what you're hearing and, and what your experience was as you were coming up. Um, you gotta speak loud. I mean, I don't really. You, know, I... you don't have anything to say. You gonna get quiet on me? You can't act if you can't do that. <laughs> I don't really know like how to put it into words really (laughs) um, you got 30 more seconds before I cut you and you got to speak up come on talk talk like you're talking to mommy there you you go that's when I get the real Janae right there give me that voice why are you saying her I'm sorry Jay I'm sorry Jay so do you think that you have do you think that money determines whether or not you're let's let's go with porn spirit do you think that money makes you happy or do you think that money determines those factors or do you think where you're living do you think you can still be porn spirit even regardless of whether you're living in the city or if you're living in the suburbs anything like that 
Yeah, I think like, um, like for the most part, money like, um, like people view money as like, um, um. You hadn't thought it was coming to. I know it was. It was right there. Um, like they they view it as like, um, like an object that you like need to have to buy things that are temporary mm -hmm. and not things that are gonna be permanent, mm -hmm. and um. And so, like, they're they're always just like buying like a thousand cars and not even using any of them. Talk about your or, sister and her thousand shoes. Yeah, she's like buying a lot of shoes. shoes. <laughs> Talk about you fit to stop something up in here. Must be these papers. Yeah, like buying shoes that. that you won't even wear, and it's like it's a waste of money. And like you're doing it just so you can like be happy for the moment. Yeah, yeah, like be happy for the moment and be like, oh yeah, I have these shoes and you're posting them on Instagram and whatever. But it's like, it's but like at the end, it's not really gonna benefit you really. If you're not happy here. If yeah. Not, I was gonna say having materials don't make, if having materials is not a problem, but if you're using materials to kind of to make supplement you, yeah, your to supplement and make yeah. yourself feel like you're not poor, that's where it becomes an issue. Yeah. So I, like I say, one, uh, I think as we're talking about this, uh, and you're going to draw a close to at least this particular topic. Um, one, it's awesome to hear the different experiences of each one of you because we want everyone to know when we're talking about black mental health, see mental health for the black community will vary because everybody has different experiences. And, and with the different experiences that each one of us has, even though they're all unique, the goal is for each individual to find peace in the world in which they live. And you have to find that peace through different avenues, through different means. But once you get there, what the beauty of what we all become, once you see it lined up together, is what I'm envisioning when I hear the art mecca. Because when you all talk about freeing different individuals, it's not freeing someone just from a situation of financial poverty. It's you're talking about mental, you're, you're talking about the mental, the spiritual, like the whole being being freed. So as I listen to it, like. You're talking about freeing them from more than just the circumstances. Yeah, the yeah. shackles of that mental. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, mental so, side. We all go through. Everybody. Yeah. So cool. Cool, cool. We'll be back. <laughs> now I was just back in what you were saying. Um, I think a challenge that we'll, you know, an, another challenge that we'll face is, you know, dealing with other people's aspects and thoughts and, and emotions and everything of life. Because we're not just taking in, you know, kids or young adults that are, you know, stable and, you yeah. know, have the That's same right. mindset yeah. of, as, as us. We're taking living, breathing people exactly. who are going through their lives. It's right. going through our lives. So we don't want to just take this as, oh, you're coming here for art. It's also going to be offering, you know, mentors. Mentorship. Yeah, mentorship and everything to help build you as a person. That's not, right. Not just your... Not just the talent, yeah. Not just the gift for your talent, but the person, you as a person. Cool. So, movie stated. So, tell us, give us a little more in depth. I want to hear some of the spiritual side. I want to hear some of the self love side. I want to hear some of the art side of the art method. I want to know what you have in store and what you have planned and what things you hold very true to your heart that you want to make sure are an absolute must and feel free you don't have to remember it yeah Read just it. If, that's, if that's what you have talk to us about what your message is going to be what's your mission statement <laughs> well our message is um basically just 
giving back to Baltimore in a way. We say um, Baltimore is a city filled with a lot of raw creative artists who can't seem to overcome their fears that blocks their gift to success because of lack of support in the environment that surrounds them. In a way, you feel trapped. You have so many unique ideas, but can't broaden your horizon because of constant battles of self-sabotage and lack of supplies. The Art Mecca is an outlet to all to all starving artists that want to overcome their fears so they can become prosperous. The goal is to provide a healing space for all artists from different diversities and backgrounds. By doing so, the Art Mecca will provide all attendants with space, utensils, and opportunities to create freely and bring their vision to life. Cajun, let's go over to Cajun right yeah, now. Cajun was like, <laughs> so Cajun, you what inspires you to want to give back to Baltimore? What about Baltimore makes you proud and wants makes you want to deliver um, your gift to others here? The talent that we have to offer. I didn't realize there were so many people. It, maybe because I was so young at the time, I just turned twenty one. But growing up, you know. I never realized how much talent we had to offer. I think that's the biggest thing that makes me want to give back. If people knew how much, and the lack of confidence as well. Because, like, Tom knows the guy. Cajun, I'm actually doing one thing. Oh. You, you, she's Cajun, is the female version of me. Every time your hand hits that table. Oh, you can hear it. <laughs> you hear it. Like, yeah. and, and in the podcast, that's what you're going to hear. You're going to hear it. I do see that real bad. I don't work. I do it. I do it worse than you. I've just become better. I just <laughs> so, so you said the talent. Come on, keep talking. Yeah, so the talent is something that, that definitely makes you want to give back. And that ties into with people's confidence, which is why I want to focus on self-love. I feel like people do not understand how much, like, hmm, what is the word I'm trying to use? They just let confidence. They don't understand how 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 so valuable, them, how, they're they're, valuable yes. how valuable they are and their worth. And if they did, and they yeah. actually act on it and 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 like moved with a purpose and yeah, had their worth and seen it, they would like prosper and go so much go so much further. Like that's why you all are. That's why it's important for what we're doing right now, and especially when we're talking to young and old people, older people. <laughs> about mental health about, about that because the reason that we we consider that something that's lacking in their mental well-being we consider people don't understand and know that because it's not been introduced to them and as we were saying you know prior to this podcast prior to recording this there are people who are well-meaning but that are out there telling our kids to focus on the tragedy stay being a victim right. no you may have gone through lots of things in your life but the things that you are going through do not define who you are. How you respond to those things defines who you are. Can I? Um, can I Please, I, just I, I, see, I seen this video, and it, I swear to God, it changed my life forever. It was a video about perception. In the video, he basically gave an example of two different women. He had the same job. Woman A hated the job. She hated the benefits. She hated everything about going to work every day. Mm -hmm. Woman B was just grateful that she could pay her bills. She was appreciative that she could do whatever for her kids. Woman A got fired. Woman B got promoted. You saw that a couple weeks ago, didn't you? Yeah. How it was like a that? perception video. Every time <laughs> I seen that video, uh -huh. it made me like be grateful and appreciative and just, I don't know, I feel like I've been happier ever since I've been moving and more yeah, motivated yeah. ever since because I stopped looking at stuff like, oh, oh, being a work. pessimistic yeah. person yeah. in your life. I think that for a lot of us, we have this perception that, one, you keep watching others succeed. But you're succeeding in 15 second clips, you're succeeding in 30 second clips, you're succeeding in 59 second clips, 
you know, and I think that for us, we have this tendency to turn the mirror on ourselves and say, what are you succeeding at? But the truth is, is that A, you woke up, mm -hmm. B, you put your clothes on, you got your attitude together, you went to whatever job you went to, you know, you fed yourself, you fed others. Did you tell somebody they were beautiful today? You need to, we have such a hard time when it comes to mental health with accepting the beauty that we produce. Will somebody will say, I love your t-shirt. You go, oh, this old thing. Or, you, you, or you'll tell somebody they're beautiful, they're kind, they're smart, and then you'll turn around and say to yourself, that's, that's the dumbest shit I ever said in my life. But it's how you feed yourself. And a lot of the times you need to look in the mirror and realize how beautiful you are, how special you are, how smart you are, and how far you've come in life. Mm -hmm. And when you start looking at that, your perception changes. Because if once you believe how great you are, nobody can change that from you. And I think that we get stuck in this place where you assume that success looks like A or B. But you see all these different people coming together that you, I'm sure you like people on Instagram that have nothing to do with what you're doing. Right. You know what I mean? But when you like them, it's because you like some characteristic or some attribute that they gave you that made you feel good on the inside. And you walked with that. Like the video, you walked in that. And you say, okay, I got this. I can do this, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that that's beautiful to be able to do. What was the question? <laughs> Don't worry. She, <laughs> she answered the question. She talked about the time. So we're going to go to the next question. So <laughs> one person gets you that. So uh, how has your family affected your mindset? Mm, no, let me draw back on that. That's a little bit later. We'll go to that question a little bit. No, you know what? We can, we can do that because Lovely kind of like segued us into this. So... With your mindset being set on, you want to display and show the talent or the many talents of the people in uh, Baltimore. How has your family or your current family situation affected you? How, is, how have they impacted, impacted your mental health? How have they kind of prepared you for like where you are? You talked a little bit about your sister and what she contributed to that. So can you, Jada, Jada M, <laughs> I felt the tug. Oh, Moses, can you talk about how your family has helped prepare you for this venture that you're now about to embark upon? Well, my, um, my family is very supportive of my vision, my goals. My mom and my grandmother always tell me that I was put on this earth for a purpose. Mm -hmm. And my purpose is more than myself. It's more than um, anything that I could, you know... I'll go out here and buy. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like my family is definitely very supportive of my dreams and how I go about what I do. Jada mm -hmm. M. Sorry, you're good. You're good. No, no, no. That's good. That's bring it forward. Don't, don't. No, it's not. I mean, once, once you complete the thought. And we want you to, and, and feeling comfortable while you're doing this, moments of silence are not bad. And you'll learn this even while you're, you're, you're doing your business. You'll understand that there are going to be times when an artist is talking with you and you allow them to breathe. Earlier when I was talking to, to Jay, she just had to grab her thoughts. And even when she was working through her thoughts, I, your job will be to facilitate and still bring out what you know is percolating inside of that individual. Mm -hmm. So it's not a bad thing. So even if the mind goes quiet, that's cool. Wisdom says, let me stop right now. You have a team so somebody else can step in. So Jada, how is your family, what, what are your family thoughts and how are they affecting you or helping you with moving into this venture that you all are doing right now? My family, um, they're also very supportive. Um, anything I come to them about, any idea, 
um, vision there, right there, to back me up, give me advice. Um, and let me know which way to go in. Mm -hmm. um, they've also, you know, if I say, hey, I'm into modeling. When I was a little girl, they got me into modeling. Um, they were bent over backwards for me. So mm -hmm. that's pretty much how, you know, my family are a part of my dream and my vision. So You've always been there to support Always, always. Right. Challenges have you currently faced and do you expect challenges to come? And if they're coming, talk about that. Yes, this experience has been a lot of, um, it's been a lot of pressure, a lot of, you know, sleepless nights, a lot of, you know, I actually have been through the trial and error throughout the years. Like I said, I've been doing this for four years mm -hmm. and it has definitely got to a point where so I'm like, damn, should I even be still doing this? Mm -hmm. Um, last year I experienced my, my first real, like my gut wrenching feeling when I was just like, look, I'm done. Like I have to, you know, move, move on, on to something mm -hmm. else. Um, and that really took a toll on, on me and how I felt about this, this vision of mine and everything, because I didn't feel like I could, I could do what I needed to do to get it done. Mm -hmm. It's a lot that comes with. The art market is just not, you know, mm -hmm. us doing this and doing that for artists, but it's also, you know, us trying to build and 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 give people that that courage and that mm -hmm. strength and that knowledge to to become what they become. And I felt like if I couldn't do it personally, do it personally, then I, I can't do it for somebody else. So that's. But you hit it, and that's yeah. where you, you. I know this is just where you follow because I know you got stuff. But I was going to say that's where the loving, loving yourself, loving others as you love, in order loving others as you love yourself starts there. You was you were experiencing that. How can I give to someone else if I'm not feeling what I need to feel or believing or living what I need to live on the inside? Right. So I feel you there. Go ahead, lovely. Not even a question. Just uh, to agree with you and to also. I'm 43, 46. We're just I like how she threw that out there. Like, <laughs> like no, I'm serious. Don't put that on me. <laughs> look at me, y'all. I don't look 46. I'm a good looking dude Every right Every day there. is so much. Um, but no, just to say that, like, we're starting the second half of our lives. Like, we're trying to now come forth and live our dreams. You know what I mean? So you never look at the, the moments where you need to pause and take a me moment as defeat because it's in your quietest moments where you hear the truth mm -hmm. and i think it's noble and brave to say okay that's good i need to step back and reevaluate the picture and figure out which angle i need to go at it yeah. because i think the biggest mistake that we make is we think if you just beat it to death mm -hmm. something great will happen right. and it's that very because i know for me personally when I'm quiet, I hear my spiritual voice so much mm -hmm. clearer. And then I can make a decision that works well for me. And it usually works out because I'm not trying to force the issue. Oh so I think that you, anybody, even anybody. three of you, stopping for the moment and saying, okay, this isn't working for me in this capacity. Mm -hmm. Let me figure out what I need to add or subtract mm -hmm. and make it work. So for me, my question initially was, you know, not to dwell on the negative side of things 
Well, what challenges are you looking forward to tackling? What things are you looking forward to um, breaking the ceiling with? The only reason I ask that is because when they're experiencing those things, I think it's a lot of people who experience that. And for the come up, the come up is how we're encouraging people to get to that. Mm-hmm. Now that I've overcome that, that's where I thought that breaking question comes. Ceiling. That's yeah. where the breaking through the ceiling part. But did either one of you experience some of that doubt, or do you? How do you, how do you deal with? How do you deal with that? Like when that challenge comes before you, like I'm knocking the ceiling out. How do you deal with that? Like Lovely said, you know, take some time out um, to really think about: is this something you're really passionate about? Mm-hmm. And um, take that energy and and use it and be positive about it. You know, like she said, waking up every day. It's not over. That it's, you have another day to reach your goal. So I think that a lot of time keeps me going. Um, so I hope the same for the art mecca. If that's something we can kind of put in in their minds and the young people's minds um, to keep going each and every day. Like it's not over. You have another chance. Good stuff. Yeah, I totally agree. I definitely feel like my outlook on because I just had to do this the other day. I was working on trying to get a mentorship. And I just finished school, and I kind of like sprung that in randomly, and then I just got a job on Monday, and I had to meet with him. Thank you. I had to meet with him, the mentor, the person that I was trying to do the mentorship thing with. I had to meet with him yesterday at seven, and it was just too much, too quick. And I didn't want to make myself look like somebody that wanted that just waste people's time. So I'm like, you know what? I gotta. I had to call him and let him know, like, I need some me time. I need to focus on myself and my brand. I just finished school. I need to pass and get licensed. Let me focus on that. And then I'll come back to the mentorship thing. That's something that I definitely want and passionate about. But I want to be all the way there when I do it. I want my stuff to be, okay, lined up and platformed the way it's supposed to be before I just jump right into this mentorship. And then I'll have my whole chaos in the back of my head because I didn't make sure I was okay first. So I just had to do the same thing by asking for some mental space and some, some me time so I can focus on what needs to be done first. But that's, you know what, that, that's one that's wisdom. Because it's very wise to understand that instead of putting yourself in a position, even if it's your dream, if you know you're not ready for exactly. the dream, don't do it. I once, I remember once being offered a job when I was younger, and I'm still fresh as a security officer, and someone hands me a job paying X amount of dollars, and it's this title, and she believed heavily that I could do it. And my thought was, I'm glad you think that way of me. There's no way I can do what you just put in front of me. Mm-hmm. The money is great, but I'm setting myself up for failure in two months because right. I'm not prepared to walk exactly. in that. And um, people was like, man, you crazy. That's just stupid. No, I'm not stupid. I'm smart mm-hmm. because I know if I took this, it would be temporary. Mm-hmm. I have to be prepared to do that. And so what you're just saying Moses, is... Moses, you agree to say something? Self-awareness is key. Yeah. Like, you got to be aware of yourself and what you're able to take on and, you know, capable of and... It's just a big part of, you know, the challenges, like you said, that... But those face. things prepare you for, yeah, I was yeah. Gonna say they prepare you for that. You have to really dig deep in with, within yourself to know what you can withstand and get through. Copy that. Jay, just checking in. Um, so, yeah, kind of like um, with the self-awareness thing, like, um, like, I actually do that a lot. I, like, um, I, like put a lot of stuff on my plate so I'm always feeling overwhelmed Mm -hmm. like I gotta do this I gotta do that and it's like like there's some stuff that I need to take off and like I know that I know that like um uh 
it's like I know that it's a lot but but like there's a part of me that's like I can do it but mm -hmm. I'm trying to do it all at once as opposed to pacing mm -hmm. yeah so then it's like it becomes too much for me so now your best thing and so is this helping hearing some people saying you know what I may need to take certain things off yeah. the plate and so I think that's a part of what the art mecca will be offering individuals because a big part of the experience to me will not just be what you're offering coming here let us launch you on your career but some of the wisdom that your young minds are actually already digesting and then able to put back out to other to other people coming to you and you'll be having people either old you'll be teaching people younger and older than you that's the thing about what you're talking that's about. another part of when we come back, we'll talk to um, Moses about the Art Mecca and what they have to offer. We'll be right back. This Before we go there, how did you all meet? How did the team come to be the team? Oh, I saw an eye roll. Yeah, I saw <laughs> Some smile. shaking of the head. Yeah, how did the team come to be oh the team? God. Talk to us about Cajun that. was like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, last year I actually held interviews for the art mecca mm -hmm. um it was a part of our big promotion that we were supposed to do to promote the art mecca and everything so we actually held interviews and cajun was a part of the interviews mm -hmm. and when she came in and interviews her spirit i need you her, to give them your honest opinion of me first before <laughs> you met be real what did you think of me before i didn't you have met no thought she talking with finger snaps i did not know i did not know i did not know i did not know occasion but when they when he first told you i got a homegirl that can come through she'll show love i just said i'm kind of skeptical because I didn't. I was not skeptical. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, 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 I didn't say that. Official skeptical because of the J to M like mom and daddy. Please stop. Please stop. <laughs> because I guess the, the people that yeah the people that she was around and associate herself the, with don't say say the people that that told you about me. Well, the people so, that told me about yeah. her. Um, I don't associate myself kind of made me a little stand yeah. standoffish of her and her character I didn't know how she actually was but um getting to know her from a mutual friend of mine which is a, a, a brother of mine <laughs> um he actually told me about Cajun he was like she's very dope I know her from you know such and such and I, she should she should come through I really think she should come through and I was like all right yeah sure you can definitely make that happen um we reached out to her she told us that she could come through when she came through, she had the energy that no one else had. That we interviewed, she was very broad. Mm -hmm. Like, she stood out to me, and not just me, to my whole team at that time. She stood out to all of us. And she, she came in there, she, she chewed those interviews. She bombed them, did everything that she was asked to do. And even once she was done her interviews, she stayed and hung out around just because, because she said she enjoyed the, the, um, the experience and everything. So, Jada M. Jada M. No, let Jada okay. M tell her experience. We okay. kind of met through a mutual friend, right? Yes. <laughs> These mutual friends. Yeah. But we were friends on social media for the longest right. time. Okay. Um, but he went to school with um, one of my exes. So, um, that's how that came about. It is. She said the story She's behind saying it. She said that. She said yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's that's all. That's all I'm going to say about that. For the next Markovich, we will talk about. But yeah, we've been following each other for a while, and um, 
kind of just reached out to me and then he grew on me. I feel like he has a, such a wonderful spirit. Doesn't he? Yes. And then um just, like, like the compliments. <laughs> and it. Such a wonderful spirit. And at first I was a little scared because I was like, I don't I don't know this person, but um, you know, we started calling each other and he started telling me about his vision and everything and I just I fell in love with him. It's amazing. It's amazing. And I just with the both of them, I always seen like I'm a very visual and on site like I don't I see a lot of things and I've been through a lot of things that make me you know pick and choose which people I should deal with and which people I shouldn't um there's a lot You're of wise. People, wise yeah eyes. wise eyes there's a lot of people out here that can paint that picture but don't back it up like within their you know inside their mm-hmm. soul their, it's not on the their drive yeah yes. it's, it's just not there so with them two I just always felt like <laughs> her work mentality, her business aspect, how she go about, you know, her life, how she portray herself on social media, which is a big thing. Her also, like we, they're, they're not just ladies that, you know, twerk on Instagram, show their bodies <laughs> or do anything like that. They're actually very business minded and very business oriented. And I really love that about them. That's why, that's what made me choose these two women as, you know, to grow within my business and to be my business partner. Awesome. Good stuff. Good stuff. What do you hope to bring to this project and the people you connect with? So, doing and doing this project and doing this, what do you hope to bring to the project? Gift. Um, and how do you hope to connect with the people that are coming into this? Well, I think that I'm going to be the person that adds, I want to say, substance to certain people. Because everybody, you're going to have some some artists that come in there and they're ready to go. Like how I came in here and I'm ready to go. Anytime I'm being interviewed, I'm ready to go for the most part. So you're going to have some people that come in there and they're ready to, all right, well, I got a song. You got one for me. Let me just go do the song. And then you're going to have people that come in there and that's going to be timid and that's going to be shy or that's going to have a way more, uh, maybe that they're, I can't think of a word, so I'm going to come after that. But basically, I want to be that person that, like you said, self-love. I'm gonna add, I want to add substance. I want to motivate you. I want to. Bring out, bring out whatever it is that's inside of you that you don't see yet, or or you trying to figure out. I want to be that person. So you're gonna help um, cultivate the spirit. So she's talking to you, Lady J. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I, I actually had a, a well, she didn't have autism, but she was um like had real bad anxiety. I went to middle school with this girl. Her mom introduced us to the class, and I remember her telling us like she legit like walking around the school with her hands in her face. I remember her mom telling us like you know. If she does that, like, don't make fun of her. That's just who she is and et cetera, et cetera. So I found that, like, I, I found that by the time, I ended up going to high school by her too, but by the time we got to high school, our freshman year, I seen that she kind of loosened up a little bit and it was just one hand. But I remember going to her, like, look, if anybody mess with you, say something to me. Like, and then if we be in class, and if anybody did mess with her, I would be the first one to jump or say something. And everybody looking at me like, why are you defending this girl? Well, why are you... Because I went to middle school with her, and I heard her mother tell us right. that this is an anxiety issue. And by the time we were singing, even now, this girl was, like, out of her shell. Like, not because of me, but... But it, it, but she, it, it, but it started I, with one. And it made me feel really good that she was out of her shell now. Like, on Instagram, she she um reached out to me about my skincare products. She, like, flourishing. And this made me so happy now. I'm like, yes, like, I'm so happy that she's, like, doing so much better and that she's happy and that she's comfortable with herself. Like, so that's the the... The, the rule I'm going to play. It just takes one seed. One of the things that people don't realize or one of the things that people don't do is like we like the gifts and the talents I'm trying to find something lovely so you can kind of talk but 
one of the things that when I'm I going to talk, but yeah, I'm not going to let you talk. Don't worry. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm not going. I'm I'm, I'm going to cut you off. I'm sorry. I'm scared of the wicked witch in the west outside. Yes. That's my kind of sleep weather. You'll be good. Yeah. But you know what? When, as you were sharing, as you were sharing what you were sharing, um, one of the things that popped off in my head is because when when you all were talking about gifts and talents, I think that th there are certain people who have personalities, and this is something that. And it's not just lovely has, has brought a bit to it lately, but from my wife to my sister-in-laws and kids, like I like being around people who have skills that I don't possess. And the reason I like being around them is because they add value to me and they'll bring out something more in me than, than when I'm not there. And the reason I say I am a laid back individual, but when I get around someone who has <laughs> a personality that's very extroverted, it, what it does for me is it allows me to that that character that's inside of me to come out so when i hear you speak like there are different thoughts that'll pop off in my head and so one of them was uh just a, there's a scripture in romans 15 that says we who are strong in the faith should help the weak with their weaknesses and not please only ourselves let each of us please our neighbors for their good to help them be stronger in the faith so it's like those who are strong are meant to help those who are those who are weaker or what they're weak it doesn't call the person weak it just says help them with their weaknesses so where they may have many gifts and talents that are just bubbling on the inside all you have to do is be the person to pull that cat back and then it just goes everywhere and so when you're talking about her and when i think that's like i say as i was sharing as i was saying sharing and talking about um i'm going to call you recording did it stop recording yeah. no no it's still recording it's the square right there. Just, yeah. But um, as I was talking, like I said, it's not connected. It's not plugged up anything. <laughs> yeah. As I was talking about Lady J, one of the things that your, your name is gonna be Lady J. We gotta add something to it. GI Joe reference, Lady J. Oh Lady my J. lord. Leave, leave GI Joe alone. But as we were talking about that, one of the things and one of the reasons I'm glad and I wanted her to sit in on this is because, you know, when you're sitting with your peers, you and I talked about this. Not everybody gets to see what's inside of a person, and what I hear you all talking about doing is, is and and you started off perfectly. Different individuals can pull different things out of people. And if you know that's a gift you have, you take that gift and say, hey, I'm going to help you this way. And, and it's just by being you. You don't have to do anything different. It's just you, but it brings things out of people. So that's a good thing. So um, Kaysen talked about what she's looking to bring to the group. Moses, what do, you, what, what do you believe you're going to not only add to the project, but how you're going to connect with different people? Um, I feel like I'm the soul. The actual, you know, old man in the group. Yeah, the old, <laughs> the old spirit. Um, I feel like um, that lightning came down and gave you back. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we need Moses with the the, the part the, the part the right now, right? <laughs> I always told myself that um, when I wanted to do something like this. I always needed the the right people in the position to, to execute what I actually wanted. Um, a part of me not going to college and a part of me, you know, I wasn't the smartest in school, just mm -hmm. to let that be known. Book smart. But, book smart, but I'm very wise out, very outside right. of school. That's right. It's it's different. Different. Yeah, that's right. different. And mm -hmm. that's what my mom always tells that's me. That's right. So I just felt like I always needed, I had the vision, I had the dream, I just needed to put those right pieces in the right Place. place so mm -hmm. I can you know make this happen mm -hmm. um, even like with this the spokesperson as the group we we don't we all like no we don't want to do that we don't want to do that mm -hmm. but at the end of the day like we're gonna need somebody to you know speak up and have to speak up for the group so I just 
feel like um, my position in the group right now is just to be the provider, mm-hmm. just to be the the person that 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 makes things happen, mm-hmm. that that actually, um, be, because it's something that I started. I feel like these these two ladies are going to be like dependent on me to you know execute certain things mm-hmm. within the art mecca, yeah. and I have to be there and and ex- to execute those things. So, like I said, I just feel like I'm I'm just here to provide and and and, no, and, and, and do. You said you're the soul. Yeah, so you're here to be the soul. Understand? None of us are existing without do. that soul, yeah. my friend. Jade, Jada M. You might say Jadie. Jadie, Jade, Jada Kiss. I was I was I'm doing. Jada, living. Jada, Jada Kiss. I, I'm, I'm, if he gets sales from from this podcast, which I doubt, <laughs> <laughs> but if he does. You know, I want a sponsorship coming out of that. <laughs> Jesus, take the wheel. Y'all read it. I think um, I will bring the positivity to this group. The person that's just going to, you know, be positive about things, even when something is going wrong. Because um, I know everything's not going to be perfect. It's definitely going to be a journey. But um, I think I'm going to be the one to push us um, and just let us know and give us the encouraging words to keep going because. We believe in this vision, so and, and I know it's gonna happen. I know it's gonna be great. So I think I'm just the light of the group. <laughs> <laughs> so the light. And Cajun, what did you say you are? She's a motivator, self love. Yeah, yes. self love. She's a motivator, and you need all of those things yes. because you know you need motivation to shine. You need yes. motivation to see, and that's one of the things. That's how you when you're working on your business or when you're working on life because those things help you throughout the positivity to be able to wake up every day and do the same thing when it doesn't feel like it's moving along you know you need to be able to have a vision to see past you know i always tell people you need a three month six month one year six i mean and three year plan you need to be able to see that what am i doing in three months what am i doing in six months one year three year because when you do that, you allow yourself to grow mentally. You yeah. write down things yeah. and you fill them in wherever yeah. it fit, you know, wherever it fits you. But that's where you go with it because once you write it down, you made a promise to yourself that you're going to fulfill those things. And you don't want to let yourself down because that's not where you're going with this. You know right. what I mean? And it's one of those um, situations where, you know, like hate spoke. When I was younger, I started working when I was 14. That was my big thing. I wanted to be able to afford to buy my own pants because when we were younger my mom was working but she was working to pay bills right. period like you want extra stuff you somebody it. fitting to go up in there <laughs> flip burgers and I, and I got a job working at Wendy's and I worked there for three months and I left in Lisa fashion I used to like Wendy's until I saw that video with the I didn't because I, I happened to work with a person you didn't see the video with the I didn't see look I, I don't eat at Wendy's no more don't talk about that. I haven't had the chicken sandwich yet. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta let me work on that. You gotta let me work on it. You know, but when I worked at Wendy's, I had I left there because it was a person there who was harassing the young girls. And literally I waited until like twelve o'clock. It's super busy, people are coming in. I had all my stuff together because I planned it out the night before, because that's what you do, your craziness. I was like, I know what I'm gonna do. I got my paycheck. I stood near the front door, and he came over and tried to talk to me. And I was like, I'm not going to talk to you because you touch little girls. And I, like, grabbed my stuff and, like, left out the building. But meanwhile, like, everybody's like, <laughs> 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 like, literally, it's like, 
like, you touch little girls. Yeah. Like, what? And the guy's like, but everybody knew it, but nobody was saying. And that was my first time like standing up for myself, even though I ran, because I did, I ran, no lie. I was like, I'm out, I'm out, like just get out. But it was one of those things where the fear wasn't stronger than my need to make it. Hey, tap dancer. <laughs> so I applaud you guys because you're not letting fear prevent you from moving forward. Because there are, there are going to be obstacles. Because if you think it's going to be peachy, it's not. That's not how it works. But your spirits are stronger than the fear. I think, I think God... I don't know about y'all. I definitely, because you said it on the way here. I think God did something to each of us individually before we came together to, to relieve that fear. Because I know I had fear. Me galore. I didn't even start modeling. My sister is the reason why I wanted to model. She used to take pictures of me. I would do the wrong way in the house. I was like 10. Still got the pictures and the videos to this day. But from that time until the time I started modeling again when I was 18, 19, I sat back and wondered, where did all of that confidence go? Why did I get so shy? Why did I stop modeling? And it was my spirit. It was being teased and being bullied. It was trying to follow what my grandmother wanted me to do. It was all of that that happened to me from the time I was nine until I was 18 that made me shy away from what I really wanted, what I was passionate about, and being afraid of, oh, I don't think I'm good enough. I'm not skinny enough. I'm not tall enough to model. Like, all of those fears. But by the time I turned 18, 19, and I had people telling me, like, people, I, I was at work, and I had customers, like, you're gorgeous, why don't you model, and stuff like that. It took me to go to a model car with three-inch heels on, still scared, <laughs> you know, around a bunch of girls that's 5'11", and I'm only 5'4", to get that fear out of me. But that spirit came did, out. Yeah, and I did all of that before I met him. Yeah. And I feel like he was telling us on our way out here that, you know, he finally not afraid no more. He finally let go of that fear that he was having all of that all of that time. And that's a big thing because fear holds a lot on you. Um it holds in your my, Yeah, in my in in my experience I always felt the fear to, you know, move on from my peers, move on from my friends and I just not just but a couple of years back had that just thought about it like look we all aren't the same like mm-hmm. we all are on different paths and i had to allow myself to understand that and take myself out of those things we're all not doing the same thing mm-hmm. there you, you're doing this and i'm doing that my fear was to always damn i'm gonna lose them as a friend if i don't stop you know i don't stop doing you this you're gonna so get I stuck stop on that corner you're yeah, gonna get I'm stuck gonna, in exactly, that five gonna, mile radius exactly no way Got Not it. at all. No, no, but, but if you continue to think and, like and, that. And you know what? That's but that's like oh, I, I wanted to go but back. People to that People play a big role on no, on that, like because there's a lot of you know young kids that think if you don't broaden your horizon or if you don't branch off and do this or do that, that you you're gonna be judged in a different way or you're gonna be looked at different mm-hmm. or any of that. Like, it's a lot of people that I can't even talk about my business to because I know their brain level doesn't go that far. Moses. I know they're... They, they don't operate on our frequency. Moses, exactly. I'll give you... Girl, it's, 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 say it again. They don't operate it's, on our frequency. They operate it's, on the lower it, frequency. But, it's, but it's, it's one of the things that's sad is that mentality is something that, like you say, you, you mentioned it earlier and I wrote it down and maybe we'll talk a little bit more um, on, on a live broadcast when we're on Mix Station Radio. Yes, you did you, it. I did the plug on... <laughs> On this upcoming uh, this uh, this week, but one of the things that it was funny, it was your uncle. I get a job. Not it was your uncle who lived in that community, um, so you know what I'm talking about, where we grew up. 
I'm in the community. I, I get my first job and working at St. Agnes. I start going to broadcasting school. So and, and, and in order to go to broadcasting school, I had to get a suit, and they wanted us <clears throat> in dress clothes. So I remember getting my first suit. Um, got a picture. It was olive green. <laughs> Couldn't tell me I wasn't fly, but it was olive go green. Yeah, it wasn't ever, right? But olive green, and as I come around, I'm working at the hospital, going to school. So I stopped down the neighborhood one because I looked good, knew I looked good, being told I looked good. But it was your uncle who said to me when we were, when when everybody was saying things, it was he was like, I don't work for the white man. That's what was said. But this was this this was what was said to me when he said that at the time. My first thought was, who made the Nikes? Right. Who made the jeans? Right. Who made whatever? Mm-hmm. I said, you're not working out there. But but nonetheless, who he was who he was buying it from? But but. That mentality is what you're talking about, where you can't discuss that. So that's something that you're always, and I believe we're always going to face. What I hope to, to achieve is not even for the for the doubter, because the, the critic is going to be the critic. It's a couple of it's 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 one you guys are giving a lot of things to me, and so it like it's a scripture verse. And yes, I got it because they just giving me so much. Do what much. you do. Exactly. You know that's what I do. Right? I, look, do what you do. Second, <laughs> what? You, She's very big. Yeah. yeah so, but but you you know this is you know you know how you were in the home and stuff. But Second Timothy chapter one verse seven says, "God did not give us the spirit that makes us afraid, but a spirit of power, love, and end of self control, a sound mind is what it says in some. The, the spirit of fear comes when you feel like something is dread, like waiting for you, or something is around the corner from you. When you believe God has imbued or blessed you with something." And, and with a gift or a talent, the reason that you have the ability to kind of, when you when you realize that and you're walking in it, nothing can stop you from exactly. being what you're supposed to be. Exactly. You're walking in your purpose. Because you understand that. One of the reasons, and, and Lady J, I tell you this all the time, I always tell you what, you're going to be what? Great. Because you're going to be great because of the gifts that he's given you, the talent. And even if you don't, even if you're, you're, you're shy in the moment, that's not going to stop you from getting that gift. Because once... Once you realize, hey, that light has always been there, and whatever circumstances has revealed that to me, then you take off. It sounds like you all have received and you understand where, where, what the light is and what you're supposed to be doing. And in doing that, that's why the art mecca is on its way. And she just sent me something the other day uh, with people that were attempting to do kind of the same thing that we did. Mm-hmm. And I had to... I, I had got angry for a second, <laughs> but then I, I even texted. I'm like, I'm mad. Like I'm, I got, I'm, I'm irritated right now. And then I had to really reflect on myself. I'm like, no, I can't be mad at them. I can't be mad. At the end of the day, this is something that I should have been done. But not even that. This is, this is a gift that God's gave me. So at the end of the day, my thing is not going to be it's like this. It's going to be not, like way more. Close. Wait, yeah, it's gonna be way like different. Like water, you know, it's yeah. so very That's different right. in how you handle yourself. And also, I think that if you look at adversity as um, as a crutch, because adversity really just it causes you to react, and it makes you stand up for yourself. Mm-hmm. It causes you to stand straighter. You become firmer in your beliefs. Mm-hmm. Your, you know, it's like your spirituality. Once you have it, nobody takes that away from exactly. you. It doesn't matter who talks to you. And I tell people all the time, I'm a very spiritual person, but I don't feel like I need to tell you all the time. Because who I am, my life, how I walk, that's me. I don't need to do anything different than just be me. And you guys being who you are and living your most authentic self at your age, 
because you're going to change. You're going to see things different. You're going to rise above the rest. And like you said, you have no, there, the fear that you experience is just, uh, it's like a meter to let you know you're doing something right. Mm -hmm. Because the truth is, if you're not scared to do it, it's not worth doing. Right. You need to have that moment where you're like, yes. But where we, and then when you yes. break. Let me ask you this, though. This is the question for you. I was scared to do this podcast. No, you weren't. Yes, I was. <laughs> I love you so much. But I was at home like, I can't believe. My mother called me and was like, how he get you on the radio? <laughs> because I will write you a poem. I will write you a song. I will sew you a dress. I will take you shopping. I will do all these things. I will stand behind the curtain and be like, you are the And when they, when they hit funny, I was waiting for, because we decided to do this podcast. On June, June 23rd, 21st. I'm on vacation. We went out to dinner. Glad y'all decided. And once we decided that the reason, I was waiting for someone to say yes, because I knew I wanted to do this. You, you were around, and we'll talk about that in the next segment of how I used to run that youth center. I knew when I stopped running the youth center, I wanted to do something else. And I wanted to get back in and I said, I need technology to be a piece of it. But I knew I wasn't big into technology. So I had to connect with the right person, but it had to be somebody who shared the similar vision for where we wanted to go. But you wanna know what's funny? Back then there wasn't no technology. I know. And you still had the best outcome that you, you know, oh, there was I, a lot of people oh, that well, came it, through. Yeah, yeah. There was a lot of people that came out and it was just because of you. Understood, but, that, but I wanted, the reason I wanted it is because what, I, what we're envisioning now it's a bigger, just like you, it's a yeah. bigger platform. Yeah. And and because it's a bigger platform, when she when we decided that June 23rd, and when she's, yeah, huh? June 21st. June 21st, June 23rd. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a, a big important. date, it's an anniversary like date. It's an anniversary But when we decided that, yeah. what was important for me was, she said yes right away, and then we started planning. And to go from June the 21st to where we are, and to see, to know where we're going, the reason I wanted the technology piece is because, and there are a lot of people, more, more than you would think, almost everything and everyone is talking about mental health in some capacity, from yeah. athletes to NBA just did something, uh, you know, um, the, the, the Taraji B. Henson, you know, yes. all of these people are talking about mental health. <laughs> and so with all of that going on, the difference that we believe this is going to make is because our goal, this is who we are. This is genuine. This is, and so even if it's a professor for some other people, and they're still going to have an impact, but God bless them for touching who they touch. Who we're going to touch and what we're going to do. We'll be blessed for who we touch. Exactly. So we're, we're looking forward to that opportunity. And, and just, just in hearing you speak, to me, I, hearing you all speak, we see the path, both paths going upward to accomplish and reach a lot of people. And that's, that's the goal because you're, not, you're talking about impacting the mental well-being of people who come to the art mecca. They're not just going to have, their, like you say, their talents displayed. Mm -hmm. They're going to have their souls touched, their minds open, and then the courage to live out their dreams. So, and with that, we'll be back. <laughs> so, um, we're back with the art mecca, Moses, Cajun and Jada M. Special co host, Lady J. J, 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 J,
fan club group of people. Ooh, that. Don't do that. That could be her little group of individuals that are, you know, stalking her on uh, Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fan. J unit. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> Here we go. So we want to wrap up this podcast by asking you, what does success look like for each of you? What does success look like for you? Um, success looks like um, touching as many people as I can going throughout my journey within the art mecca, um, building with my partners, um, exploring, adventuring into different, you know, outlets that will allow the art mecca to become more than just a local mm-hmm. thing. It could be more National worldwide. worldwide. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty much for me. Okay. Jada M. Success. For me, like you said, um, touching lives. Um, I want to be able to invest in different people and businesses. Um, I want to be able to wake up each day and just love what I'm doing and not feel like, you know, I'm I'm grateful, you know, for what I do today. But ultimately, I want to wake up saying this is not a job. This is something that I'm passionate about. This is something that I love. This is per yes, exactly. It's my purpose. So that's success for me. Miss Cajun, stand up. Go ahead, stand up. Stand up. Go ahead, stand up. Go ahead. Okay. Just make sure. To, just make sure the mic catch you. That's all. Success. Success for me looks like being free, being free of who I am, and like you said, touching as many lives as possible, and becoming this icon that I want to be. I want to be an icon. I want to leave a legacy. I want to be like exactly how Jada said. Wake up. Like this is like I. This you want to be like Jada M. Yeah, I said just like you. <laughs> <laughs> I want to leave a legacy for my not children and for my family. <laughs> yeah, it's not real table over enough. Uh, yeah, I want to leave a legacy for my family and my children. I want them to be like to see where I came from and to see what I got and be like, damn, like, and it's so inspiring. I really want to inspire people like all around the world with everything that I've done, everything that I'm doing, etc. That's what it's what success looks like for me. Lady J, you got any closing thoughts or anything you want to add? How, how, let me ask you a question. How, did you enjoy co-hosting or being here with us tonight? Yes, I did. I really liked. Um, <laughs> I really like um, just like hearing uh, everyone's different stories and um, experiences and um, like how how like I could kind of relate to. Each, what they were, each what story they were was the same. There we go. That's the that's the impact and effect of the art mecca. Mm-hmm. Well, let the art mecca ask you guys a question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How do you guys think um, success will impact you guys in the future? Um, actually, success for me looks like this. It looks like for me, success is beautiful spirits enjoying the moment. Because for me, I know I spent a lot of years not enjoying the moment. And I want to make sure that as we move forward and we touch different lives, that we understand that mental health is also about mental well-being, mm-hmm. mental happiness, mental joy, mental freedom. And I don't want it to be, for me, I don't want it to be this 
cage in this prison that we live in. It was a lady, um, her name is Edith Eva Edgar. She's a um, Holocaust survivor. Oh, wow. And she said that something along the lines is it, uh, that you will never be free if you live in the concentration camp of your mind. Mm -hmm. And for me, that is absolutely, you know, what this has allowed me to do, this us working together, getting to know each other, speaking freely from your heart without judgment, because it's a judgment-free zone. Your mental health is your mental health. That's right. Each story is that its own is thing. Right. And for me, it's allowed me to revisit who I was and to be okay with who I am and to be in the moment for where I am now. So that's what my success looks like. So uh, that's, that's a funny one. Success for me. Um, I love living, man. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying, like success for me, the, the success for me has started right now. Uh, I spent a lot of years doing in my current profession, um, but where I enjoy life the most is when I'm actually impacting and touching people. I really enjoy watching people become who they are. I've been fortunate enough and blessed enough to have, and to be able to live a life where my joy comes first and foremost from my family, um, secondly from those who I serve. Um, and when I say service, just like I say, watching people develop into who they're supposed to be. I, I truly enjoy so watching beautiful. people become who they're supposed to be yeah. and watching their success, um, not feeling envy, but just enjoying right. the passion that they have. And so I, 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 I like each one of you, um, I have a little bit of me that understands that I'm the soul of not just my family, but some people's lives. I am the person who encourages and motivates and then I like being the light, as my name says. <laughs> <laughs> that light, that that where that moment where and that epiphany, that thought to, for the person to realize, hey, I am, I can, I will, I have done, is what I want to be, you know, be able to share. So success for me is being lived right now, um, but I know what I want it to be and what it'll look like in the future as I'm continuing to touch different individuals. This is the journey. Is the journey is the success for me because I'm on that path of. This is what we want to do, and this is what we're going to do for the rest of our lives, and we know we're going to have and make great impacts in, in other people's lives. So that's a, kind of what we're doing. So here's, here's the light side moment for this podcast. Um, we all have our limitations, but w when we listen to our critics, we also have theirs. This is a quote by a guy named Robert Briault. And so we all have our limitations, but when we listen to our critics, we also have theirs. The point of the message is you're going to have a lot of individuals who try to do the bird, the, the cage that you were talking about, or you'll have people who try to restrict you with what they feel is going to stop you from being what you want to be. And when it say we all have limitations, there are gifts that I have that you don't have. There are gifts that you have that I don't have. Right. It may be a limitation, but when we connect, I'm free as long as you're sharing your gifts with me. But there'll be people who come around and see your gifts, but instead of focusing on your gifts, they'll focus on what you can and cannot do or what, what the art mecca may or may not be able to become. They're soul suckers. We're there for you. They're, exactly. They're exactly. Yeah. So those are the individuals you will not listen to. Because and what you realize is this, like I said, we all have our limitations, but when we listen to our critics, we also have theirs. They're afraid to be free, so they want you to be bound and locked mm -hmm. up just like them. Mm -hmm. Don't allow anyone or anything to stop you and you, all of you from being who you're supposed to be and the art mecca being what it's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. 
Someone else may be doing something similar, but it will never be what the art mecca is. Never let anyone's limitations stop you because as they speak doubt, what you're going to do is you're going to speak success in life. Mm -hmm. All right? That's the light side. I do like that. That was awesome. Greatness. <laughs> she was giving him a high five. She was giving him a high five. We'd like to thank the art mecca for joining us today um, and blessing us with each one of their um, hearts, their minds, and their wisdom. We would like you to please join us on August 25th at 1.15 on MixStationRadio.com for our live podcast where the Art Mecca will be joining us again. And you'll be able to, it'll be a live show and you guys will be able to call in to speak to the uh, Art Mecca, speak to Moses, Cajun, Jada M. I was getting it out. The number was in my head. And you'll be able to give us a call at 1-855-493-6499. Do it again. 1-855-493-6499. Thanks for listening to All Up In Your Business podcast with Light and Lovely. If you like our show and want to know more, check us out on Instagram at All Up In Your Business Podcast. That's A-L-L-U-P-N-U-R-B-I-Z-N-E-S-S Podcast. Or personally at Light In Your Biz, L-I-T-E dot N-U-R-B-I-Z or at Lovely Brown, L-O-V-E-L-I-B-R-O-W-N. Or on Facebook, just search for All Up In Your Business. Please leave us a review on the podcast you're listening to. We appreciate your support. Peace.